Welcome back to Let's Chat Markets. So much has happened this week that Friday came out of nowhere. We had a global dairy trade event Tuesday. The EU finally released their November trade data. The USDA reported somewhat surprising dairy product production figures, and U.S. trade data was out this afternoon. A fun week of analysis for the Dream Team here at High Ground Dairy. Lucas, since you're just coming off of writing your dairy product production analysis, why don't you break down that report for our listeners? Absolutely. We got December production data this week, Thursday actually, and there were some interesting takeaways from the data. Starting with cheese, total cheese production was still higher versus prior year, up just a half a percent though, which was a little bit lower than we might have expected considering milk production growth that started into December and what we assumed would have been pushed strongly into cheese vats across the country. It was mostly California though, and some states across the Western part of the country that didn't produce as much cheese as normal. California cheese output down more than 4% versus prior year, a little bit surprising there. I think that on the surface, this data was a little bit bullish and it did trigger a futures market reaction on Thursday afternoon and further strength into Friday at both futures and spot. But I think it's important to consider this in the context of a lot of different data. If we remember December cheese stocks data, inventories increased sharply in the month in light of this weaker than expected production. So that leans a little bit bearish. And I think overall, it doesn't really change our sentiment that milk output is sharply higher versus prior year levels on both an overall volume and component level. I do think that once we get January data and into the rest of the quarter and, well, I guess the whole first half of the year, we will see stronger output versus what was in this report. Into other products, butter just continues to blow us away with how strong that is. A record December volume there. And the first time in history that when looking at the calendar year overall, we've made more than 2 billion pounds of butter in 2020. So certainly bearish there. And then nonfat as well, production racing higher. Skim milk powder lower versus prior year. That's the exportable product that we make. But looking at domestic and Mexico spec, non-fat dry milk, just well above prior year levels. I think that contributes to some of the weakness that the non-fat market has seen over the past week or two, as we become quite concerned about how we are going to move this product to foreign markets, especially when we are seeing shipping challenges that see no signs of abating anytime soon. And earlier this week, another solid performance on the global dairy trade auction. That would be a six-event winning streak. And once again, key support came in the form of purchasing from North Asia, which we presume is primarily China over all other regions, which has been standard over the last few months. Regions such as Southeast Asia and the Middle East have not been aggressive against China to vie for market share. Given that milk is on the rise from the Northern Hemisphere, this bull run could be under threat if China takes a break at the next event due to the Lunar New Year holiday. Every index on the GDT event rose except skim milk powder, which was slightly surprising given that global supplies remain tight. But I think it's important to take into account that the last event of January, the event prior to the one this week, reflected an incredible move higher. And skim milk powder prices on the GDT platform particularly from Fonterra, are the best for this time of year since 2014. It's been pretty interesting to watch that GDT event over the past few auctions. 
just really kind of incredible bullishness in across most products. I think we also saw this week Fonterra increasing their milk price expectations for the 2020-2021 season. The midpoint, again, increasing past $7. And if realized, it would be the first time that we saw two consecutive milk production seasons with a price that high. I think also from a global perspective, we've just kind of started to dive into U.S. export volumes here today. But looking at December exports, a bit of a struggle on the cheese and nonfat dry milk side. Kind of expected, but I think if it becomes a trend, a bit concerning for what Q1 overall disappearance might look like into this year. Cheese down just a little bit versus prior year. Nonfat down more significantly, almost 15% lower versus prior year. Those nonfat exports, of course, impacted by lower Southeast Asian demand, which began a few months ago and persisted into the end of the year. I think there's little hope for recovery there into Jan and Feb as we've kind of alluded to those shipping challenges that are being realized as processors attempt to get product offshore. Overall, though, 2020 as a whole, one of the best years on record for overall dairy exports from the U.S. We will dive into this data later this afternoon and into early next week and publish that report on Monday for our subscribers. Yeah, and then, of course, we had double-digit percentage gains on dryway exports because of Chinese demand. Pretty consistent data over the past few months with China really increasing their intake on dryway for feed reasons and rebuilding their hog supply. That does it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And next week, you can look forward to a 18-month price forecast on CME products from High Ground Dairies analysts, which will be followed up with a webinar on February 16th. So don't forget to reach out and sign up for that. You can email me at info at highgrounddairy.com, and we'll look forward to chatting. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.